Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of John. Hey, and good morning, friends and faithful listeners. This is Jen with the Bible Explained podcast. Thank you for tuning in this morning. And I was going back and listening to some of my old episodes that I've done back when the podcast was named the P40 Ministries podcast. And the reason I was doing that is because right now my mom is sticking them all up on YouTube. And so I I went and like listened to a few of them. And I'm just like, wow, it was so different back then when I first started the podcast. But one thing that I really liked that I did back then that I don't really do now is I had better intros, I feel like. I just had like a better introduction to each episode. (laughs) Now I kind of just like really quickly go through the introduction and just go straight into the podcast episode because I'm like, well, that's really what people want to hear. But every once in a while, I get really bored with my introduction, if I'm being honest. Oh, and my, uh, huh thingy just kicked on my um what is that called the generator just kicked on oh well it's gonna be loud sorry about that (laughs) if you hear a humming in the background that is my generator and no my power is not out my generator kicks on every monday around this time and i forgot about that and i started the episode but that's okay it'll just be a little bit more loud than it usually is Anyway, guys, uh, check out my YouTube channel because my mom is doing just such a fantastic job of sticking all my old episodes up on YouTube. I've got some content coming for the future regarding uh, things I want to talk about for YouTube. So, yeah, the YouTube channel I'm trying to build up and trying to get more traction over there. So I'm going to link that in the bio of this podcast episode. So check out YouTube because exclusive content is over there that you will not see anywhere else. And plus, if you want to go back and start from the beginning of this podcast, YouTube's a really great way to uh, to do that, actually, because I, I organize every episode into its own category. So say if you want to like go back and start from the beginning of like the New Testament, I have like playlists on YouTube where you can easily do that. You just go to the Matthew playlist and you can listen to every Matthew episode. So yeah, it's just categorized really well, and uh, that's a way for you to go and start from the beginning of this podcast if you would like to. But also I have to tell you guys that my bumper stickers for the podcast are finally in, and they are available on my website. So if you would like to support the Bible Explained podcast, go get yourself a uh, bumper sticker and stick it on your car. Then everyone will know what your favorite podcast is when you drive by. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, guys, let's go ahead and read John chapter 7, verses 37 through 53. I'll be reading out of the W.E.B. as I always do. Feel free to grab your version of the Bible, whatever that might be, and also your cup of coffee or your cup of tea or your cup of milk or whatever else you're choosing to drink on this uh, lovely Tuesday morning. And let's go ahead and read John 7, 37 through 53, which is the rest of this chapter. Now on the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scriptures has said, from within him will flow rivers of living water. But he said this about the Spirit, which those believing in him were to receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus wasn't yet glorified. Many of the multitude, therefore, when they heard these words, said, This is truly the prophet. Others said, This is the Christ. But some said, 
What, does the Christ come out of Galilee? Hasn't the scripture said that Christ comes from the offspring of David and from Bethlehem, the village where David was? So a division arose in the multitude because of him. Some of them would have had him arrested, but no one laid hands on him. The officers therefore came to the chief priests and the Pharisees, and they said to them, Why didn't you bring him? The officers answered, No one ever spoke like this man. The Pharisees therefore answered them, You aren't also led astray, are you? Have any of the rulers believed in him or of the Pharisees? But this multitude that doesn't know the law is cursed. Nicodemus, he who came to him by night, being one of them, said to them, Does our law judge a man unless it first hears from him personally and knows what he does? They answered him, Are you also from Galilee? Search and see that no prophet has arisen out of Galilee. And everyone went to his own house. Okay, so don't forget what's going on at the beginning here. Jesus was at the Feast of Booths. This was one of the three feasts where all the men of Israel would have to go into Jerusalem to like celebrate this big feast. And the Feast of Booths was one of them. The Feast of Booths was also supposed to be like a super happy feast for the most part. Like everyone was supposed to like camp in like little shelters that they made and they'd have like a big feast with their families and it was like an eight day long thing that would go on. And of course, Jesus, who followed the law to a T, went to Jerusalem as the law told him to do because he was obviously a Jewish man. And because he was a Jewish man, he went to celebrate the Feast of Booths in Jerusalem. So now it says that it's the last and the greatest day of the feast. And Jesus stood in the temple and he cried out, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. So this was astronomical what Jesus did here because there was this tradition that the uh, Jewish priests would do during the Feast of Booths. Because one of the reasons the Feast of Booths was celebrated was to remind the Israelites how God brought them safely through the wilderness and into the Promised Land. And so they would celebrate how God provided them with food and water. And by celebrating the water, they would actually like pour water on the altar every single day of the feast, except for the last day of the Feast of Booths. They would not pour the water on the altar. Instead, that was a day of prayer that God would continually supply the Israelite nation with water, apparently. Or at least that's what history says. And so Jesus, standing up on the last day of the feast, in other words, the day where the priest did not pour the water on the altar, and cries out and says, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. That was absolutely a statement of Jesus calling himself God or calling himself God's son and calling himself the Messiah also. Because of the, the context surrounding what Jesus did here, you know, the, the people were supposed to remember the last day of the feast as the day where they ask God to provide them with water, but then Jesus stands up and says that he is that water. So, I mean, the people would have known what was going on here. And so some people were so angry at Jesus that they wanted to arrest him. And other people were like, yeah, absolutely. This is the prophet. And my uh, generator just turned back off. So now we have some silence. <laughs> Sorry about that. But okay, Jesus continues his speech by saying 
in verses 38 and 39, he who believes in me, as the scriptures has said, from within him will flow rivers of living water. And he said this about the spirit, which those believing in him were to receive. So this spirit of living water that you and I have in ourselves is the spirit. It's the spirit that provides us with that living water. And that's what Jesus was talking about. Anybody who accepts Jesus as their savior and receives that free gift from Jesus, the free gift of eternal life, receives the Holy Spirit also. And the Holy Spirit provides us with living water. Now, of course, when Jesus said all this, he was speaking about the future because at this point in time, the Holy Spirit resided in the temple in Jerusalem, and the Holy Spirit was not given to people as of yet. But Jesus is saying that once people do start coming to him and start believing in him, they will receive that gift of the Holy Spirit that provides this living water where we're never going to like thirst or like ache for the truth again. We're going to have access to the truth. We're going to have this living water. And it actually says here in verse 39 that the spirit was not yet given because Jesus wasn't yet glorified. So it wasn't until after Jesus rose from the dead and ascended up into heaven that he was truly glorified. And that's when the spirit goes out. And we'll obviously talk a lot more about that when, once we get into the book of Acts. But anyway, the multitudes, when they heard all this, were divided, like completely 100% divided over who Jesus was. Some people are like, absolutely, like this has to be the Messiah. Jesus absolutely has to be the Messiah that we were looking for. And other people were like, no, you know, he's not the Messiah. He didn't get born in Bethlehem and he's not from the offspring of David. And, you know, he's he's teaching the multitudes that he is God. And this is like blasphemy. So like some people were so divided because of Jesus. But what's really funny is even the people who were, you know, against Jesus were only against him because they didn't understand who Jesus was. They didn't realize that he was, in fact, from the village of Bethlehem. And he was, in fact, from the offspring of David also, both on uh, his mother Mary's side and actually on Joseph's side, like uh, Jesus's earthly dad. Jesus was absolutely from the line of David. And so they just didn't understand. So a division arose in the multitude because of Jesus. And some of them would have had him arrested, but no one laid hands on him. The officers, therefore, came to the chief priests and the Pharisees, and they said to them, why didn't you bring him in? <laughs> uh, so, okay, these officers of the temple who were supposed to do the bidding of the uh, Pharisees were supposed to like bring Jesus in. They were supposed to arrest Jesus and bring him to the Pharisees. So the Pharisees see that the officers return to the temple empty handed. And they're like, why didn't you bring him to us? And the officers answered, no man ever spoke like this man. So the testimony of these officers were like, we've never heard anyone speak like this guy before. We couldn't bring him in. Like, he had so much authority is kind of what these officers were saying. And so the Pharisees become angry at these officers. They're like, you're led astray, aren't you? They say, have any of the rulers believed in him or of the Pharisees? So they're like, look, because we don't believe in him, you shouldn't either. This is why right here, this is why false teachers can be so insanely dangerous is because they have a lot of clout. 
and they can really sway people and they're very manipulative. So these Pharisees who were false teachers, and Jesus says that multiple times also, many Pharisees were, were false teachers, not all of them, I should mention. But um, the Pharisees here are clearly false teachers. They're trying to sway the people away from Jesus. They don't want people believing in Jesus. That's a false teacher. And so they're trying to get these officers to feel guilty for not bringing Jesus in. They're like, look, like, do any of us Pharisees believe in Jesus? Do we believe in him? So why should you? You know, all your religious leaders, we don't believe in him. How dare you believe in Jesus when we don't believe in Jesus? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's there's many things I could say about false teachers. I love talking about false teachers. You guys probably know that at this point on the podcast. The, uh, the Pharisees are extremely arrogant trying to get these officers to feel like they did something wrong for not bringing Jesus in. And then they say here, this multitude that doesn't know the law is cursed. So they're like, anybody of this multitude who believes in Jesus doesn't know the law and they are cursed. They are cursed because they don't know God's law. But we Pharisees, we know God's law. And we know that this Jesus is not the Messiah. So Nicodemus, <laughs> I just love this. Nicodemus, the one who came to Jesus by night, clearly because he was scared of his fellow Pharisees. Nicodemus was, in fact, a Pharisee, and he likely believed in Jesus. And because he believed in Jesus, he sticks up for Jesus here to his fellow Pharisees. And he says, does our law judge a man unless it first hears from him personally and knows what he does? So he's kind of telling his fellow Pharisees, he's like, look, like, the law of God tells us very specifically what to do regarding condemning people. First, we have to hear from him personally. We have to hear his testimony. We don't condemn somebody without hearing from him first. So what Nicodemus is doing here is challenging his fellow Pharisees with their claim that Jesus is, in fact, not the Messiah. Nicodemus is like, but could he be the Messiah? Like, could he be? Why don't you think about this? Even our law tells us to hear the testimony of a person personally before we condemn them, which is very true. We're, we're going through Old Testament uh, laws right now, and everything that you see that God put in place in the court system included hearing the testimony of the one accused. And so now they get mad at Nicodemus and they answer Nicodemus. They're like, are you also from Galilee? Which is funny because uh, for some reason, I don't know why. I, I have no understanding why. But Galilee was really hated. <laughs> like, people didn't like Galilee, even though Galilee was like a region of Israel. For whatever reason, Galilee was considered to be like the lowest of the low. And so these Pharisees did not like Galilee. And there was a lot of racism which is weird. I guess racism isn't the right word. There was a lot of like, uh, I don't know, hatred towards Galilee, I suppose, for like, I don't know if there was a reason or not, but people didn't like Galilee, even though it was a region of Israel. And because Jesus was from Galilee, people didn't like him at all. You can see that with like uh, some of Jesus's disciples, even, for example, um, oh, what was his name? Nathaniel. Nathaniel was like, making fun of Jesus at the very beginning because Jesus was from Galilee. He was like, can anything good come out of Galilee? <laughs> 
So for whatever reason, the people at this time period just really didn't like Galilee. I don't know why. If anybody knows the answer to that, I'd, I'd love to know. If uh, you guys know why the Israelites disliked Galilee so much at this time. But anyway, the Pharisees yell at Nicodemus. They're like, you're from Galilee too. You must be if you're sticking up for a Galilean. And they're like, search and see that no prophet has arisen out of Galilee. So they're basically challenging Nicodemus. They're like, okay, why don't you search the scriptures now? You know, you tell us that the law says this. So why don't you search the scriptures and see? And then they make this like crazy statement. They say, search and see that no prophet has arisen out of Galilee, which is historically inaccurate. The Pharisees are so into themselves and into their own, you know, like beliefs and stuff. They believe that their beliefs are more solid and are the truth even more so than God's word. That's the problem with the Pharisees of, of Jesus's day. They believe that they have all the answers. They believe that they had the truth. And you know what? I could I could parallel that to what's going on nowadays. You know, everybody wants to say that everybody else is a Pharisee. That's often an insult in Western culture. But the fact of the matter is anybody who believes that their word or their, you know, beliefs are above God's word is in fact a Pharisee. Anybody who wants to claim that their truth is the truth is a Pharisee. <laughs> yeah, especially, I, I mean, I hate that saying, oh, it's my truth. No, there's no such thing as my truth. There's no such thing as your truth. There's one truth. It's just truth. It's a, that's such a dumb saying. I wish people would drop that saying real fast. Because it's dumb. I, I am not going to be uh, kind about that one. That is such a stupid saying. Oh, there's my truth and your truth. No, there's one truth. It's called the truth. You either have the truth or you don't have the truth. And I really hate the fact that people are trying to like twist what the truth is to like make themselves above the truth. I just absolutely despise that. And anybody who does that is the same as these Pharisees. These Pharisees believed that their word was truth. They believed that they had the truth. Not even God's word had the truth, but they were even smarter than God's word. So this is why, even though I read a lot of commentaries and I trust a lot of commentaries, I do like what people have to say about God's word. God's word has to be the final authority. This is why I always encourage you guys to please go and like read the Bible for yourselves, like actually grab a Bible while you're, you know, listening to this podcast. Or if you can't, like say you're at work or whatever, go and read it later for yourself because God's word has to be the final authority on what truth really is. Otherwise, things are just going to get all messed up and misconstrued and confusing just as it's becoming nowadays. And unfortunately, these Pharisees in Jesus's day did the same thing. They were twisting what God's word said in order to fit their own narrative. They were confusing the people, making them not trust in Jesus. They were doing everything back in these days that we see going on nowadays. And because the Pharisees did not actually trust in God's law and did not actually trust that God's word had the final say and that Jesus was in fact the Messiah because he was prophesied about and he fulfilled every single prophecy from the Old Testament to a T. 
They didn't trust any of that, and they did a huge amount of damage to the population of this time period. So yeah, read your Bible and make it your final authority on what truth is. Well, faithful listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it on your social media platforms and tell people that the Bible Explained podcast exists. Grab yourself a bumper sticker from the store and stick it on your car so that everybody knows about the Bible Explained podcast in that way also. But friends and faithful listeners, I'm still giving out two free chapters of my book out of the mire when you sign up for emails. So go over to my website and type in your email address in the box at the bottom and you'll receive two free chapters of my book out of the mire. Faithful listeners, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Happy listening and God bless.